I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode six of Droid, written by Margaret Gillies and read by Anna O'Donoghue. Loretta is leafing through the newspaper. There's an opinion piece by outspoken journalist Michael Crow on the state of the youth of Ireland, accompanied by a large picture of 19-year-old Luca Grimes from Holly Hill and his robot, Grim McNally. Luca's lecture at UCC, Professor Colin Cassidy, has received a mention. Oh dear God, mutters Trini when he sees what his wife is looking at. Loretta folds over the newspaper. What's the matter with you, Trace? Is this not what you wanted? Not what I wanted, Trini repeats, enunciating the vowels in an exaggerated way, though his wife is in a vegetative state. No, Loretta, this is not what I wanted. I wanted to be given proper credit for the role I've played, not to be shafted off to some tracky bottoms from a hill and a fraudulent excuse for an academic in UCC. But this kid's robot exists because of you, says Loretta. If you hadn't brought that MA to Trinity, it wouldn't have made it to UCC and that UCC student wouldn't have built the robot. I want my credit, Trini tells Loretta, and I want that robot. The room of the Hibernian Hotel is bustling with people in suits. The air is thick with the smell of perfume and vacuumed carpet. Luca Grimes is wearing dark jeans and a navy sweater. He looks almost middle class. Grim is wearing a black suit. CC makes sweeping gestures with one hand while precariously balancing a large plate of smoked salmon with salted crackers on the other. The salmon and the crackers silter around the plate like cyclists on a roundabout. CC beams manically. You're doing great, he slaps Grimm's back. Lucas sidesteps away from the gaggle of reporters. He's already spent the evening having fuzzy, stale-smelling microphones from Virgin Media, RTE and News Talk shoved in his face. His voice has become strained. He's exhausted and bored. CC is unbearably excited. He finds himself spending most of the time breezing around trying to gain the attention of other people. He's already begun to take some of the credit for Grimes' conception. He found himself telling a reporter from Today FM that he and Luca Grimes had spent many winter evenings planning Grimes' appearance and characteristics together. When the words were verbalised into the microphone and towards a nodding face, it didn't matter how true they were. It meant Cece's name was getting airtime. It meant Cece, for once in his life, was finally getting the respect he deserved. Luca looked at his watch. How much longer do you think? One second, Cece bawls as he flitters away to someone else. Lucas sighs and looks around. He's become acutely aware of a familiar figure hovering at the far corner of the room. Luca is aware he should be basking in the glory of UCC, but he doesn't feel too happy about it, especially not with this entity present. It's the imposing suited figure of Trinity College. Trini beetles towards Luca and Grimm. He stands monumental, his meaty head, a rising pink sun between his shoulders. That's some creation you have there, fella. Luca shrugs. Grim stands mute. I suppose I should introduce myself, says Trini, glancing to make sure Cece is still busy at the refreshments table. My name is Professor Tracy Eppinger. I know, 
says Luca. I thought you might, says Trini triumphantly. I'd like to ask you a few questions about this. He glances at Grimm. I was wondering if we could come up with some kind of arrangement. Luca looks across at CC. He half expects him to turn around at any moment and see him with Trini. The results will be cacophonic. Trini reads Luca's thoughts. How about we step outside? I have a proposition to make. Luca has an uneasy feeling in his chest as he and Grimm follow Trini out of the Hibernian. He feels like Trini is a creepy stranger luring him out of a playground. All the same, he's glad to be out of that room. They walk up the hill to the car park behind the building. Trini unlocks the doors of his car and for a fleeting moment, Luca thinks he's about to be tied up and bundled into the boot. An image of his dad, Estefan, curled up and quivering beneath his hospital bed briefly flashes before his eyes. How about I take that robot out of your hands for a little while, says Trini, for a price. On Formative, middle school kids from New York City public schools interview a phenomenal collection of grown-ups. Me, like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to have all the answers. I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are, like, interest in their life. That is a really good answer. The podcast where the leaders of today are interviewed by leaders of tomorrow. Listen now at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.